AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Charleston Orwig. Forty percent of edible food in this country is being lost or tossed. Yet one in six people are going hungry. Food waste is a big problem. At its fourth annual Thought Leadership event, Charleston Orwig got people talking. And we'd like you to join the conversation at charlestonorwig.com forward slash CO event. And now, AgriPulse, open mic. Ambassador Ken Quinn, welcome to AgriPulse, open mic. Hey, I'm glad to be here, Ken. So good to be with you and join you and right before the World Food Prize. Let me ask the most controversial question first. Why did the World Food Prize select scientists whose work has been in biotechnology to be the recipients this year? Sure. Well, uh, first of all, we should make it clear that the World Food Prize has a selection committee uh, that's made up of a diverse array of individuals chaired by Dr. M.S. Swaminathan of India, probably the most revered scientist on our planet today. And uh, they make uh, this choice based on uh, their discussion that the individuals who have been nominated have increased the quality, the quantity, or availability of food in the world. And it was the judgment of our selection committee that the pioneers of agricultural biotechnology had done something that had never been done before. And as a result of what they did, there was now results that could be uh, seen and measured and verified that met our criteria. And based on that, the committee said it is now time to say that agricultural biotechnology and its founders deserves to be recognized. You knew Dr. Borlaug for many years, and by the way, this is the celebration of the centennial of his birth. Um, does the use of biotechnology track with Dr. Borlaug's thinking about advancing crop production? I spent a decade with Dr. Borlaug. I heard him speak about this many times. Dr. Borlaug was a passionate advocate of biotechnology. He believed that it would be essential, not only in terms of producing the food that we will need to feed the burgeoning world population, but also he believed that it would contribute to sustainability. It would keep us from having to cut down the remaining rainforests and other parts of our environment that are so precious and need to be preserved. You know, Dr. Borlaug started out to be a forester, and then he switched to become a plant pathologist. And he said, you know, I think that I have probably saved more trees by working through biotechnology than I ever would have as a forest ranger. You aren't the man who had this dream, but you're the man who carried it out, and I'm not sure that the credit shouldn't go literally equally for that. But in the Iowa Hunger Summit that you've put together, what do you want this discussion to reveal? Well, the, the Iowa Hunger Summit that we have uh, the day before the Borlaug Dialogue begins is to be a day that can bring together organizations from all across our state and indeed from outside our state uh, of people who are involved through their church, through civic groups, through organizations that they're part of, clubs, uh, individual, whatever, uh, who are combating hunger at home and abroad. 
We believe that there, it's important that there be an opportunity for them to network, and most importantly, that we bring attention to those issues. That, uh, uh, you know, not, not so many people, uh, and myself included, uh, would often see the face of hungry people here in our state, but there are food insecure people uh, in Iowa. And our Iowa Hunger Summit has brought attention uh, to that, and we bring focus to it and make more and more people aware of it because we need to address that as well. I'm always impressed with the quality of speakers who address the World Food Prize and the activities thereof. Can you tell me about those that you um, highlight this year? Yes, sure. Well, we're we're tremendously honored that the president of Iceland, uh, President Grimson, uh, who's the longest-serving elected Democratic uh, head of state in the world, is going to be here to deliver a keynote address. He speaks to the climate volatility part of our agenda. And then we have a terrific panel with uh, former Prime Minister Tony Blair, uh, Howard G. Buffett, and uh, wonderful woman uh, NGO leader Ritu Sharma. Uh, they're going to be followed by uh, a group of African agricultural ministers. Dr. Borlaug's one of his biggest dreams was taking the Green Revolution to Africa. They're going to be here to talk about that. Uh, Secretary Vilsack is scheduled to be here and do a session with the uh, Secretary of Agriculture of uh, Mexico. And uh, that's just in the middle of, of one day. We have a terrific set of research scientists and NGO leaders, smallholder farmers. I have a pastoralist, uh, someone who's raising animals in Tanzania, who's flying in to be part of a panel. It's uh, an extremely diverse uh, set of speakers, and the free flow of ideas, both pro-GMO uh, and biotech, and we have a panel that's going to be our agroecology, and those who think that uh, GMOs and biotech are not the way to go. You have one other speaker, that is uh, Cardinal Peter Turkson from Africa, and I understand he was being considered as Pope of the Church this spring. Uh, I guess it's both good news and bad news that he was not selected. Well, yes, I, I certainly didn't mean to omit Cardinal Turkson. Uh, we're so thrilled and honored that he'll be coming shortly after the 34th anniversary of Pope John Paul II's visit to, to Iowa. And we're looking forward to welcoming the Cardinal, who's from Ghana. I saw those news reports as well that uh, he was being uh, it was on the short list to be considered for Pope. And I already had him locked in to speak. So I was thinking, wow, wouldn't it be great he gets selected to be uh, the pontiff, and then I'd write the letter to him, oh, your holiness, uh, you're certainly going to keep your commitment, aren't you, to come? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I've had Bill Gates at the World Food Prize. Uh, we're going to have Tony Blair, but having the Pope, that would be really uh, over the top. Ambassador Quinn, we're running around in somewhat of a crazed state of mind right now with the government shut down, but sometimes I have to back up from that, and today I realize that I had all the food I needed to be secure. And really, it seems like food is more important than just about anything else, but we take it for granted. Could you comment on that? I could indeed. I regularly now say that the single greatest challenge in human history, the greatest issue human beings have ever confronted, is whether we will be able to feed the 9 billion people who will be on our planet in the year 2050, and to do so in a sustainable way. Preventing nuclear war, curing cancer, 
dealing with uh, terrible uh, diseases, going to the moon, those were huge, huge things. But there is no greater, uh, more pressing challenge facing our species than whether we can produce that food and distribute it and get it to people in order to do that. It does, you're absolutely right that you would not feel that this is a pressing problem living in most parts of our country, but it is the reality that is coming upon us, and we have to uh, deal with this, and we have to deal with it in a global way. We have to answer the questions for ourselves, you know, what obligation, what part do we feel that we would play as individuals, as our community, as our state, and as our country in meeting that challenge. Ambassador Quinn, it appears you have uh, strong support from many fronts to continue the World Food Prize and uh, all of the activities to go with it. You've had donations which have helped you to build uh, impressive facilities, and also you have the reach to bring in the top people in the world to speak. What challenges do you still face in keeping this program going? Well, um, you know, I'm uh, just uh, past uh, 70 a year ago, and so I think one thing is to uh, put in place uh, those structures so that the things that we do will go forward. But I think the biggest uh, challenge will be to have uh, people in our state and in our country and, you know, continue to revere Dr. Borlaug's legacy so that they continue to see that the World Food Prize is the Nobel Prize for Food and Agriculture that our youth programs are the most innovative, that our Borlaug Dialogue is called, quote, the uh, premier conference in the world on global agriculture, that Dr. Borlaug's legacy is a treasure and that it should be supported and preserved and kept as a key point of our state and our community's focus and our country's focus uh, as we go forward. That's my challenge. How do I convince uh, everyone that we need to keep doing that? Next March 25th, Dr. Borlaug's 100th uh, birthday anniversary, we're going to be in the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol unveiling his statue as America's, and I think the world's, greatest agricultural hero. Ambassador Quinn, thank you very much for being our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. It's been my pleasure. AgriPulse Open Mic has been brought to you by Charleston Orwig. Visit their thought leadership event at charlestonorwig.com forward slash co event. I'm Ken Root.